These are topics that we didn't talk about when I was in, in high school, when I was in college. This is not conversations that we were necessarily having. So it's, it's nice to know that our youth, that our younger adults are actually, you know, from an educational standpoint, learning how to be professionals who are mindful about honoring and respecting others who may not look or talk or practice the same things that they do. So I am very, very excited about that. Hello and welcome to Live with Chris, an interview podcast where we can learn and grow together. I am your host, Chris Oviedo, and I want to thank you for joining me today. And today we want to invite everyone to join us in celebrating Diversity Week at HCC. The theme for this year is Inspire Equity, Embrace Diversity, and Lead Inclusively. And my guests this morning, Sandra Lee, she's the chair of the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee. And we also have with us Marilu Garcia Yellen, who is the co-chair of the Diversity Week subcommittee. And they're both here to tell us all about this exciting week at HCC. And Sandra and Marilu, I I want to welcome first you guys to our show. Thank you for, I know you guys are busy. I know you guys are running around um, putting all of the events together this week. So I really appreciate you taking some time to joining me and, and speaking about everything because it is important to let everybody know what's happening. So thank you both. And um, you know, let's 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 start with a conversation. Let's let's break down this beautiful concept of inspire equity, embrace diversity, and lead inclusively. So um, Sandra, let's go with that first part, inspire equity. How are we inspiring equity at HCC and why? Why are we being intentional about that? Thank you both so much for being with me and welcome. <laughs> thank you, Chris. Thank you so much for having us. We're very excited um, to get this week started uh, with Diversity Week. Um, and uh, inspire equity. So uh, it takes it takes courage to um, call out inequities. And right now at the college, you know, we've been it's been uh, there's been continuous continuous movement to uh, give all opportunities to all students. And we're also making some of the um, uh, systematic sort of changes within the college too, where we're um, openly talking about. Um, equity, what it means, and and what it means to different groups, and also how we can embed it into our part of our strategic plan, overall plan for the college. So you know these are some of the ways that we're inspiring equity. That there's there can be conversations about it. We can talk about what it means together, and this is especially important because we are a community college, and we want to uh, be open to all students and and be and for them to experience, have an equitable experience. Brave, you talked about courage. You talked about um, being brave and, and intentional about, you know, having these conversations, which, you know, Sandra, is, is not always easy. We, we And at the same time, to really understand this concept, which everybody is talking about, it's kind of like that buzzword, you know, the equity, diversity, inclusion, everybody talks about it. So it's just something you hear everywhere, but to really do the work to really create that space that's safe, right? Um, for people to come and share bravely, as you very well said, you know, maybe the shortcomings, maybe their experiences, maybe what it is that that's happening. 
um, that's a beautiful place to start. So, you know, the second part of the theme, and, and Marilu, I'm going to ask you to, to talk about this, is, is embracing diversity, right? There's two very strong words right there, embracing diversity. Tell us what that really means at HCC, and what does that look and feel like? Well, one of the things I've always um, think about is, first, I have to embrace diversity myself in order to espouse it. And, and also to so spread it to the rest of our community here at HCC from the staff, faculty, and students. And embracing diversity is much more than words. It's actually doing and accepting and understanding. So without putting yourself out there and, and understanding and trying to understand, because most of us don't understand what others do, their cultures, or their lingo, it, it doesn't matter. And here I'm at working at the test center. One of the things we embrace all the students, we try to eliminate obstacles and make sure that every person works community person because we set, we test outside community people, but everyone that walks through that door knows that they're here and community college is about accessibility. Here, at the test center at HCC, we're here to embrace you. We're here to help you get there from here. So that's what it means to me. I love that you started saying, first I need to dive into it. First I need to do my work and I need to expose myself and, and try to understand other cultures. And I don't know if understand is the right word, but at least get familiar with them and kind of like get a better idea of what it is that they do and why they do what they do, maybe find similarities as well, right? Um, as we're exploring other cultures, um, not to just think that our view of the world is the one and only view, but to really be out there and, and being intentional about going and seeking those experiences. I, I applaud you for that because I think that's a beautiful place to start. And that's something that we can all do. We can all go without judgment, with an open mind. And here at Howard County, we have so many events and so many uh, places where we can just go and expose ourselves to other cultures that maybe we don't understand, that maybe we've never encountered, I know. And you know, funny enough, so I'm Latina and, and funny enough, I'm from Ecuador, from South America. And I didn't know what a pupusa was until I got to this country. <laughs> like, I didn't know. And my idea of what a taco was, was Taco Bell, right? Like, you know, with the ground beef and then to find that the tacos actually were totally different, right? So even when within your own culture, you know, like I'm Latina, but I had to be exposed to all of these other countries so that I could get a much better picture of what my culture really is because it is dynamic. It is, it is a plethora of ideas of people, of colors, of traditions. And, and, you know, I assume that it's the same for many of our other cultures as well. So I love that you're encouraging us to do that, to go and do our own work, start there, so that then we can really look at the world with different eyes. So thank you. Thank you for, for that message. Um, Sandra, lead inclusively, right? That's the last part of the theme for this year. How do we lead inclusively inside and outside of the classroom here at HEC? I believe that there's a lot of, it starts with self-awareness, you know, accepting that, that there, just like you said, Chris, that there are things that I'm going to do my best and there are going to be things that I lack. And it's okay to apologize when it doesn't happen <laughs> the way that you had, you know, intended. And also being very intentional about 
bringing people to the discussions and then noticing uh, power dynamics and interactions in any place that you're in and, and making sure that those who are in, in different stages in, in or different places in those settings, that, that we are intentionally including them. And to a certain degree also, when you are not, you are the person who are not in a position of power to be able to insert yourself into that mix, that sometimes um, that is also necessary. And we are all leaders, right? We're all leaders in, in different ways. So we all have this opportunity and the power to be inclusive in wherever we are. So I think this is very important, especially for students, for them to know that they are leaders, whether in the classroom, outside the classroom, and they have this influence to be, to lead inclusively. That's a beautiful message to raise our voices is what I heard you say, um, you know, to know that even if the space is not necessarily created yet, to be able to knock on those doors, ask for them to be open, sometimes even grabbing that key and opening <laughs> it ourselves, right? Um, but to be able to raise our voice and, and, and to really just um, get in those conversations and be embraced. So it takes, it takes courage. Courage is what I heard. And, but to know that we have what it takes to make that change, to make that impact and lead that path. And, you know, the other thing that I, that I would love um, to add to this is, is that, you know, as we're walking, make sure that we're bringing many others behind us, that it does not end with us, that if the door is open, there's always somebody behind me holding it open, making sure that it stays open until it's just the normal, right? Until it continues to remain open, not just for me and my culture, but for all their cultures. So um, I love that we're inspiring our students to be agents of change. Um, so thank you for that. Um, Marilu, let's talk about this week. I mean, you, you're part of the of the committee that chairs the, the events of the week. So tell us, you know, tell us about some of the exciting things that are happening at HCC this week. Our keynote speaker is, is someone that I'm very excited for everyone to listen to. I followed her on Instagram and I've been following her for a while. A unique, beautiful person who embraces her uniqueness and she dares to be herself. And that's what attracted me to the keynote speaker. Someone young, student-centric, who accepts herself and doesn't fall into those cliches or, or the biases that we um, create naturally. So her Pernam for she's coming on at 1030. I, I believe the Zoom is everywhere, the Zoom link. So go ahead, drop in, drop on the fourth floor, RCF 400, she'll be there speaking um, virtually, but I am so excited for everyone to meet her and, and to listen to her message, to dare to be yourself, dare to, you know, explore those feelings. And it doesn't matter if people accept you. And that's the big event for today. But there are other events that we're hosting throughout campus. It's on our diversity page, on our website. And I look forward to seeing everyone and Sandra, you can chime in. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're doing great. More with putting together the diversity um, offerings that we have this week. And there's something that, you know, Mary Lou had um, mentioned many times while we were planning is um, we want to tell the students, you know, dare to be you, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's what the keynote speaker brings, that you, you can be yourself. And it's wonderful, right? 
Absolutely. Um, so that's happening very soon. I'm actually going to share my screen here, and I'm going to show you guys what um, our diversity page looks like. And it's, um, you know, first of all, let's let's talk about the graphics, right? Where it's all different colors. You can tell that there's different, you know, communities represented on the graphic itself. So the diversity week, March 6th through the 10th, here's the theme that we just talked about, right? And, and the heart behind these words, right? Because that's what's important, the heart behind it. You have the links right here, right? If you go to howardcc.edu, how did I find it? I went to howardcc.edu and on the search bar, I just said diversity week 2023. That's that's how easy, that's as easy as you can get to this page, right? And then you have the links right here for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And if you click on, for instance, let's click on today, Monday, that's going to bring you to the calendar. And as you see, we just heard Mari Lou tell us about, you know, the keynote speaker happening this morning, 10 a.m. to 11.30. Then we have Brave. And let's say you want to know more about each one of these events. You click on that link and that brings you to all of the information, tells you the location, it gives you the details, it tells you what you can expect uh, when you join those events. And, you know, there's even the, the Zoom link right there. So if you have not um, checked this out yet, and, and the week is full, I'll be, you know, creating health disparities. There's one that I'm really um, interested about on Thursday. I want to say it's Sandy's. Um, yep, right here, Sandy's um, presentation on the undocumented student experience at HEC. Um, this is one of the issues that's near and dear to my heart, as I know some students who fall in this category and the experiences that they have and some um, Sandy, who is a huge, fantastic, beautiful advocate for our Latina community will be in charge of that presentation. But there's really many ways in which you can come and, and you know, just be part of um, HCC Diversity Week and celebrate diversity. As you can see, there's plenty of events every day. We're looking at what Tuesday looks like on our calendar. Um, we have Wednesday. So just, just a lot of different things happening. Um, so I mentioned the undocumented because, like I said, that's one that's near and dear to my heart. Is there any that you guys, I mean, I know we already talked about the keynote today, but is there any others that you guys are like super excited about that it's maybe one that's near and dear, that's something that you truly care about, either for personal experience or something that you want to talk about? Sandra, I see you nodding, so let's let's start with you. Let's hear from you first. Yes. Um, so I'm excited about the panel that's happening this afternoon called Brave, and it's regarding um, the American Sign Language community, the deaf community, and that's always very um, enlightening. It's a very exclusive community, and it's a privilege to be able to have a lot of experts come in and, and share about um, a deaf community and, and what, what it means for the rest of us. And another one that I'm excited about is that we have representation, Eastern Asian, Southeast Asian, and Middle Eastern representation in our um, sessions. And that just adds to the different diversities, that, that, that diverse programs that we have this week. So I'm very proud of the staff and faculty members and student panels that have all come together uh, for these events. That's wonderful because you're right. I mean, many times we think community and we just think 
Latinos, Afro-Americans, you know, like we we kind of like have this little bubble of what it should look like, but you just talked about the deaf community. You're, you're talking about all these other issues as well. You're expanding this concept of inclusion and diversity. And I absolutely love that you're pushing our limits already. I mean, you know, we've only been talking for about 15 minutes here and our limits and our horizons are already been pushed and open to other ideas of what inclusivity looks like and feels like. So um, definitely want to come this week. Mary Lou, what are some of the ones that you're like really, really looking forward to? Well, besides the one today with the keynote speaker, <laughs> Confucianism and Judaism. If you go back, religion has so many and beliefs and certain ways of thinking there's so many similarities that sometimes we forget how um you know judeo-christian how how they link each other islam even though it's not about those religions per se but i found throughout you know experience that there's so many commonalities in the religions that we do have to find a way to find um, the similarities so if we can be more inclusive in in our beliefs it's not always about the differences but the, those similarities that bring us together so i'm excited about that <laughs> and that i love it on tuesday tomorrow i i love that i love that again pushing our ideas of diversity even to bring religion right and and to bring all of these other concepts that we don't think about we think of diversity as a race thing and that's it period and again we're looking at it from all different lenses, from, you know, access to language and how we communicate, from religion and how, you know, we practice our faith, right? I mean, really looking at it holistically and, and in, in, in all of this aspects and topics that make us who we are, right? And, the, and that really affect the way in which we interact with others. So come to HCC this week. I do want to clarify, um, Sandra, are the events open to students and staff only? Is this open to the community? Please um, let us know who should be planning to come to HCC this week. It's open to everyone. It's open to students, faculty, um, staff, and the community. We did keep a lot of, um, sort of student population in mind with our programming and as well as keynote, but it's open to everyone. Yes. So everyone is welcome to HCC mm -hmm. this week. You know, we are being inclusive as best as we can <laughs> uh, this week at HCC, opening our doors to everybody to come explore these topics, um, dive into conversations, be brave, be courageous, mm -hmm. um, just really see what it looks like in action here at HCC, what our students are listening, what they're learning, what this new generation, you know, I know that this is, these are topics that we didn't talk about when I was in, in high school, when I was in college, this is not conversations that we were necessarily having. So it's, it's nice to know that our youth, that our younger adults are actually, you know, from an educational standpoint, learning how to be professionals who are mindful about honoring and respecting others who may not look or talk or practice the same things that they do. So I am very, very excited about that. Um, Marilu and Sandra, how do we stay connected with diversity inclusion, you know, outside of this week? What are some things that maybe you guys do? Maybe some good resources that you guys check out. So Mary Lou, if you want to share some of the things that you do, I know you talked about doing that, that journey yourself and being very intentional about that. So just some tips and ideas on where people can continue this, this conversation, this exploration. Absolutely. I mean, even in reading clubs where you go and read about other cultures and other ways of life, 
or um, what I do personally, I love languages. So um, the meetings, the, I forget what it's called, but every, every month here in Howard County, if you want to learn a language, you just go ahead and we meet at, on Zoom or at a specific place and learn another language. There's so many ways, for example, if you go to France, they appreciate it. If you know a little bit of their language, they won't be so rude, excuse me. <laughs> but it's just learning about other cultures. Food is another way where you go ahead and um, invite people a potluck dinner with different ethnic foods. So eating, talking, that's how I do it. <laughs> I love that, Sandra. You know, tell us about some tips, some things that maybe you practice and that you would encourage everybody to do. Well, I'm, you know, I, I love that uh, Mary Lou brought up languages. At HCC, we have, we offer more foreign languages than many of the other institutions in Maryland. Um, and, you know, oftentimes we feel like we know, we need to know it very deeply, but you don't. You can't even just start with, you know, few languages. I mean, just like few words. And you will suddenly realize that you you have some confidence in um and you know in in any group that we are in, I think it's it's wonderful to recognize in ourselves that you're. I'm really speaking to I guess in many ways to students, like their own lived experience is unique and very valuable, and you can have a lot of confidence in that. And I think with that also comes um, ability to recognize it in others and that their experiences. So anybody that you meet, there's something uh, very different enriching that you can learn about that that person so um I think that's something that I try to practice whoever I meet that I want to learn something about them and recognize what's so valuable and wonderful and uniquely their their experience yeah that's beautiful you took it way you know way beyond <laughs> any of the barriers way beyond any of the things that that usually define diversity and you just said just look at that person for who they are try to find something special unique about them and that's already practicing, you know, inclusion, um, equity, and accepting diversity just by accepting others as how they are. So uh, thank you guys so much. Is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you guys would like to make sure we mention before we wrap our conversation up today? Um, I do have one. <laughs> and, and that, um, you know, I know that for many of us, you know, this conversation of um, diversity, equity, inclusion, it can be tiring and difficult and confusing and um and it is a journey um and probably there will not be some kind of a final destination right it's just a long journey that we're a good journey that we're part of um so it's i think it's really imperative that we continue to encourage each other and cheer each other on um in the journey that we are in and and create um communities and solidarity where we can so we can you know, keep up this energy <laughs> and the courage to you know, continue uh, this work together. So that's something that I really want to share with everyone. That's beautiful. Mary Lou, anything that you would like to add before we wrap up? So I always tell um, people, be a humanist. Be some, treat someone the way you would like to be treated and consider them. Consider that person that walks by you you don't know until it walk, you walk in their shoes. So just always be considerate of that person next to you and be open, be open to new ideas, be accepted, and it'll work out. And just, when, just like Sandra said, it, it is a journey and we're learning constantly every day. So 
it's okay to make a mistake, but it's always great to reach out. And thank you for inviting us. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's been a pleasure talking with you guys, but I, I cannot let you guys go without our quick, fun little segment. It's called the Fast Five. And I basically just ask you guys five questions where you guys can just answer in, in one one word or one sentence, right? And and I'm going to go, um, as I see you guys on my screen, I have Sandra next to me and then Marilu um, below the two of us. So um, what was your favorite school subject, either in high school or in college? Mine was English. <laughs> English classes, yeah. <laughs> Even though English was my second language, I still loved English classes. Oh. Oh my God, you're talking to a Gemini. I loved everything. <laughs> <laughs> But I have to say, um, art. Art has always been my passion. Passion of art. Very nice. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Um, strawberry. Yeah. <laughs> What's the best book you've ever read? Oh, it's hard. It's hard for me to answer that. But I think the woman, uh, I mean, not woman, well the woman author but the book that um that really touched me was called the awakening by Kay Chopin that really um it, it really helped me to consider break out of this mindset that I need to be married or or you know take these steps that that's not steps to happiness so there's that one and then another one was beloved by Toni Morrison and that one was just, I don't know, just the, the writing, the story, everything. It just let me know that there's uh, different types of writing and storytelling and awareness. It, it really instills awareness in me, those two, two books. Yeah. One of my favorite authors is Isabel Allende and her House of Spirits. I grew up reading that book. So it's just the everything about Latin America, how sort of the magic and politics, you know, that that happen in, in South America and the Caribbean. So I tend to gravitate towards that genre. Fictional history is one of my favorite genres as well. And Isabel does it so, so, so good. Plus I can relate, you know, to those realities that she talked about in so many ways. All right, best or worst teacher you've ever had? <laughs> oh. Um, the best teacher I had was a teacher. <laughs> she actually, <laughs> this was two years after I came to the States and she gave me, um, uh, the Joyla club, even though I was just in middle school and she gave me the book and I read it and she actually took me to watch the movie. I know. So it just, um, I didn't realize how important that experience experience was to me and, uh, that really shaped um, you know, me and me, my confidence and in my sense of belonging. Um, and another teacher that he kept calling me by nickname that I, that was not my nickname. <laughs> he wanted to just make up a nickname and just kept calling me that. I didn't like that very much. <laughs> my favorite teacher was, um, Legrand. She was my third, one of my, my art third grade teacher. And she inspired me. She said, you don't always have to draw the ideal, you know, person. You can look into yourself, look at your self-reflection. That's, that's what you should draw. And then um, my, um, one of my high school teachers, uh, Coslo, I always remember him because he did the bookkeeping in the high school, then he was a teacher, but he loved to travel. 
and he spoke Spanish. And that was my first, someone that was not Latin American or from my culture, I'm speaking Spanish. So he, he inspired me to be multidimensional. You don't always have to fit this mold. So those are the two teachers I always remember. That's beautiful. Okay, and one last question. If you could have a conversation with anyone, present or past, who would that be? And is there like a burning question that you have to learn? Oh, hard one. <laughs> I think for me, it'll be like the younger version of my mom. Yeah, she had a very, um, it, she had the type of childhood that I, I just cannot imagine. And um, I would love to go back to when she was in her teens or 20s and just ask her what that's like, what, what her life then, then is like, because it's not something that she talks about very much at all. We just hear little bits of it, but we, I feel like I never get a picture of, you know, what, what she's um, lived. And, and I would love to ask her, go back and ask her. Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. Fascinating. <laughs> I could think of so many people. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think instead of speaking to, to one person, I would love to to go back in time and, and see like when the Spanish first came to, to the new world, what did they think? Why, I mean, when they encounter, like I said, my, his, I'm a, my um, genre is history fiction, fictional history. And I would love to go back and, and ask why, you know? Yeah, so many, and, and you know, as you mentioned that it was like so many events that come to my mind. And I'm like, yes, like right in that moment, be, be able to be there and be like, wait a minute, <laughs> have you thought about this, right? Before they give that that final order that has transformed the world in so many places, so many times, right? Like just talk to that person and be like, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And I think there's a book series actually um, for kids that kind of does that, that has skips travel back in, in history. Oh, the magic um, tree, is it the magic tree one? Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> so, you know, I guess that would be a beautiful thing if we could, if we could just figure that out. But um, thank you guys so much. I've really enjoyed this conversation with you too. And everybody, please join us at HCC this week, Um, you know, starting today until Friday, be part of Diversity Week. Come and celebrate diversity, not just celebrate it, but inspire equity, embrace diversity, and lead inclusively with HEC. Sandra Marilu, it's been an honor to be with you. Thank you so much. And for everybody who's listening and watching, have a wonderful rest of your day. Have a beautiful Monday, a beautiful week. Come to HCC and practice what we've heard today. See how you can make diversity, inclusion, and equity part of your everyday life. Until next time, I am Cris Oviedo. Take care and be well. Connect with us. We are Dragon Digital Radio.